from the Summer State Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures with your choice of games, as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. San Diego State University, building the foundations of something bigger at the top college hockey program in California. Go to sdsuhockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it on or off the ice. Summer skates, shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma University Hockey. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHAM1 national champions as they look to add a third championship banner to the rafters. Jets Pizza. With six different styles of pizza and eight different styles of crust to go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota. Earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day for over 50 years. AT&T Wireless. Fast, reliable, and secure. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is specially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University Hockey. 20 years of the action you crave, only faster. Drurians and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at druryhotels.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event. Or at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. And now our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer State Studios is part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's time for analytics and eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Greenwood Village, Colorado, where it was a beautiful 67 degrees today in November. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Paul, um, can you top 67 degrees? Uh, actually, yes, I can. Jeez. Oh, ah, there it, it just... was. It was in the mid 70s and beautiful. I mean, oh, goodness. This was a Chamber of Commerce day here. I mean, <laughs> holy smokes! It's the middle of no, the the first week in November, and um, <laughs> kids are complaining it to me that uh, they dressed for fifty degree weather because they're wearing sweatshirts and and <laughs> black jeans. Well, not that they don't do that all the time. Like you guys always <laughs> complain about how hot it is, except today at least it was legit. You yeah. guys wear black hear, jeans yeah. and black T-shirts and expect, you know, <laughs> uh, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, at least you're not dealing with the five dollars a gallon heating fuel yet. So uh, not yet. So far, Getting so good there, on but that. Not yet. Uh, it's coming though. Trust me, it's coming. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, we're jumping so. right into this one because we have the head coach from the Lindenwood Lions on the team that's won three of their last four, just swept Army. Um, just left New York after traveling for about 30 hours. <laughs> Rick, Rick Zombo is joining us. Coach Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Uh, so yeah, it, yeah. Uh, 14 hours on Thursday. Oh, then, uh, you guys you know, when you, <laughs> we, we could have, um, 
It would have been easier on the body. Probably. And then Sunday, you know, we spent the night Sunday. Okay. And by the time you got to check out of the hotels, is 11, and our flight wasn't until 4.30. So two long days. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, that's well, crazy. Coach, it didn't affect your guys on the ice, apparently, because you swept a very good Army team. And what were your thoughts of playing in uh, at the West Point Academy? That place is awesome. I, I think it's a coach's dream to, to coach for that program, play in that facility, uh, tradition, the heritage. It, it's like I text my son. I go, man, you got to get your resume in here. This is the place to coach. It is that nice. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 it's unbelievable. And we're not we – forget about talking about the hockey for a second, but just the, the campus itself, you walk around, and it's just insanely, insanely beautiful. I mean – Correct. Oh my God! And if you and if you have any any sense of history at all, you could spend days in that place. And, There's and no no question, up. no question. And then you know we had probably seven degrees and and sunny, and all the colors were were uh, the trees were changed. It was it was, be- it was absolutely beautiful. Oh, Coach, yeah, if you, it was a good Coach, if you want to take a minute to uh, beat Paul over the head for not coming up and seeing you, go ahead because he's not that far from me on Long Island. Yeah, no, you know, it's funny. I, I did have a couple of Linwood alumni that uh, surprised me and made the trip. And for me, the alumni mean everything to Linwood University, and it was it was a pleasure to see them. Nice. Well, nice. listen, Coach, don't let him when, – when, when you come here in January, if you want, I, I have no problems explaining to you uh, uh, why uh, I was here. Um, and when you hear it, you know, since it involves my my family, you'll you'll completely understand. No, <laughs> no, I get that. I I got news for you. To pay. So we flew into Newark, and we yeah. landed four four thirty in Newark, and then oh. going up to West Point. Oh. That's not an easy drive. <laughs> no, yeah. and it, it should be. Oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh! You talk about the potholes and the swerving oh. and the in the out and the, and the traffic. It's unbelievable. Oh, like yes. I need a Dramamine. It, it's that bad. Oh yeah, and, and uh, I mean, there, and there's just no part of that trip that's not under construction. No, I tried to close my eyes, and it made it worse. Yeah, seriously, it's like a roller coaster. It was. Oh, I, I know. Well, I hope I hope you got Coach Riley to get on your schedule to come play you next year. I hope so. I mean, it's it's tough to to drop that line after you just swept them, you know. <laughs> ah, you got nothing to lose, right? Oh yeah. Well, there's respect. You know, what's he been there? Twenty five years. There's, oh, I yeah. give a lot of respect to him. And, yeah, and, absolutely. And you have to, and 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 and, and fa- I mean that that family's been coaching that school since I, what I think they started playing hockey. Oh, for sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> it is. Uh, a, a name in USA hockey that uh, <laughs> to last that long in that kind of a grind as this professional provides um, nothing but hats off to him. 20, yeah. I think 20 seasons for sure. At yeah. Least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Okay. So before we get into talking about this weekend, you got a weekend off and I'm betting your guys are loving that. They are. They are, you know, uh, they're going to have today off, which they did. You know, it's optional, and they earned it. And then tomorrow, uh, all of our athletic uh, department is off uh, due to elections. Right. Uh, so, 
you know, it's it's it, and it's also good for the coaches. I know my staff was in, but I didn't go in. I, we had uh, some bad storms back home. I got some trees that fell in wrong places, so I've been outside enjoying the weather. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to hear that. Um, uh, yeah. so, so after after this weekend off, you get another bus trip up to Wisconsin. Yes, I don't mind riding a bus. Yeah, no, I can curl up pretty good. It's not that bad a drive. Six hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, well, so let's dig into this weekend because, goodness gracious, I was at uh, Colorado College on Friday night and Denver on Saturday night, and there was so much chatter about Lindenwood Lions hockey that I thought I was at one of your home games. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It, it is, uh, to, to be honest with you guys, I was emotionally spent. Um, I, the, the magnitude of sweeping on the road, uh, I don't care what program it is. It's very, very challenging. And to do it with my young uh, group of players was really special. Like, we addressed the fact that we didn't show up in Bentley. Like, Bentley's got a good team. You know, we played them the weekend before. And that would have been the opportunity to sweep. And the the conversation is all about choices. (laughs) Like, I've done the dive. Why in college hockey you're not getting the sweeps that you should be getting. And it's choices that the players make. That's all it is. Okay, so uh, Paul's going to jump here in a minute, but I got to tell you, we had uh, your uh, vice president of intercollegiate athletics on last week, and uh, he really gave us some insight into what he expects uh, from everything that's athletics at Lindenwood. He said, uh, we're not going to be the guests at the the dinner table. We come to win every night we go out. Um, And I'm guessing that you kind of like that. I do like that. We get along very well. I, I do like that. And, and it, that was just not, you know, a, a shtick for your podcast. Every time that we have athletics meetings, he preaches it and, and he's firm about it. You know, it's, he's not into red ribbons, like it's blue or nothing. And it's, uh, it, he's got a very nice vocabulary and nice way of presenting it. And it's not threatening, but like who wouldn't want to be a winner? You know, so yeah, we get along well. All right, so uh, let let let's take the the, the first game here. Um, it, it it was a low scoring game, but that's not the way it played out on the ice. There was just some great goaltending on, on on Friday night, and your guy just got the best of it uh, as you guys get a a, a mid third period goal to break a tie and and hold on from there. Although in terms of the shots by period, you guys pretty much shut them down in the third period. Yeah, um, shot totals, you know, you can shoot them from the rafters and they'll tally them up. Right. Uh, they shot from all over the place, um, which I guess maybe it's a scouting port, maybe what they did. You know, I, I felt that first period, um, our goaltender had a rough start. He solidified in the second and third. Uh, when, when, when I say that, um, possession, uh, was challenging and it made a lot of work for us. Um, and then he's, you know, settled in uh, and, and played well. Army is a, a high scoring team. Like they play offense and they want to play offense. We were familiar with, you know, uh, the amount of goals they've been scoring in the past. And, and that's just, you know, we like to score goals too. So, oh, sure. you know, we, we when you play offense, you, you know, it's going to be suspect at the back end if things don't follow through. 
Um, and that, yeah, it was an upper back game. Yeah, it was low scoring, but it was an exciting game. How about that? It was an exciting. No, game. I, no listen, I, I listen. I, I'll watch a a, a a nothing nothing tie with a lot of shit. I mean, that's you know, Correct. it's like a it's like a pitcher's duel. People say that's no, a pitcher's duel is not boring. The game rides um, on every pitch. Yeah, so, no, it was an exciting game. Yeah, definitely exciting game. No, it went down to the wire. It was good. So, so coach, last night we had uh, Frank Serratore on. I texted you and told you that he had nothing but good things to say about your program. And he said, that Lindenwood team is going to surprise a lot of teams. And that's the chatter that I heard this weekend was like, oh, my goodness, that team is pretty good. And, and what are they doing and how are they doing it? And uh, I reminded a few people that you got a pretty young defensive core and uh, they're only going to get better in my estimation. Yeah, no, I mean, it, surprising people, I think, at this point isn't really the case. I, I don't think that any coaching staff will not do their diligence and do their hard work. Um, I believe maybe the players might think it might be, a, you know, a big goal night, big production night for them. Uh, and then last thing I want to do is wake them up to, oh, I hope it's not that way. You know, when you're in this part of the schedule that we're in right now, I don't think there should be any surprises. All teams get better. Um, I'm making certain that Linwood gets better. So to think that there's um, milestones, a sweep on the road, that becomes a milestone. Right. Great magnitude for Linwood and my players to understand what it takes to gear up after you've won your first game. Um, it, it, it's easy to use the words that you have to re replicate um, a disenchanted opposition, but you got to wake yourself up. And, and I think we're fortunate early in the game. So we open up early with the lead. What people don't realize is they had a bang, bang at the other end. We went back the other way and, and we finished. So that was the difference, right? So, so all of a sudden now to get an early lead helps solidify the confidence. You always have insecurity on the bench, you know, whether it be a bad pregame meal or too much homework or just uncertain in their own skill or confidence. Having a lead loosens things up. Okay, so I think it was a 3-1 lead in Saturday going into the third, and they scored within four minutes opening the third period. It finished 5-3, but it was a 3-2 game. Right. Um, almost 10 minutes, you know, into the third. Well, here's, I mean, when you look at it, uh, I would sit here and, and, and you know, first of all, um, Coach, as 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 you say, you know when 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 other coaches look at film, et cetera, et cetera. When 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 Scott says, you know, surprising a lot of people, he's not talking about people that that are inside the game. He's talking about correct uh, the people like us. Hey, don't who put me in that. Are watching from the outside, <laughs> I'll put you in any category I want. But you know, I'm talking about the pundits and the media and fans, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that don't follow uh, as closely as they think they do. Because... Paul, you, Paul, there's, you know, the movie Rudy, they yeah. only made one of those. 
you know, right. like <laughs> that's kind of how Linwood was looked at. You know, um, it, it's not a national brand when it comes to right. Division One sports. Okay, our whole right. program went Division One. When it comes to people that don't understand the level that we came from, because there's 700 different schools and and three levels at the ACHA level, it gets a very very poor. Uh, reputation and all it takes is, is one donkey school to ruin uh, a lot of the good programs. Right. We've always been probably the best program since you know I've been in the ACHA. Best program doesn't always win, right. but it, it, it's it's the process of getting the players to believe that this becomes a necessity, and um, it, it, it's. It's to me, I don't like, I know X's and O's, right? But uh, I talk about dependable connectivity. Like, first, we got to connect. So that's been the process. We can't do it. We don't have the talent to be a solo team. Right. And I'm not going to build a team around one person. So learning how to connect. And as you win, then all of a sudden it, it solidifies the effort, you know, that's necessary. Now you got to be consistent with it so that you have to be dependable. And the more that you play games, you understand uh, not only as a coach, but most importantly, the players understand about their teammates who can count on you. And it allows you to play offensive. It, it allows you to take risks. So um, defining dependable connectivity is uh, – well, that was my morning skate talk, and and uh, the thing that sends me through the roof is uh, another word that I defined as derive, and uh, that absolutely drives me crazy. Um, the other thing that I would say probably drives you crazy, um, and and probably the only minus that I could see to your weekend was the amount of penalties. Well, it's actually cleaning up. We didn't take any majors. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, think well, I, I mean, listen, country. you say tomato, <laughs> I say tomato, right? Exactly. No, it, it's uh, – it, I talk about a disciplined stick. Right. You need a disciplined stick. And and I have to define that every single day. It's, it's too casual. Uh my bad, you know, my bad guys. My, you know, I'm like, oh my God, my bad. Like if I'm a penalty killer and eating pucks, like I would absolutely <laughs> snap on players. But, but it's different as a teammate, right. you know, yes. teammates are supposed to snap. I don't defend my own players. The problem with me coaching is I can't, I can't defend the players on the ice. Okay. So who am I to, <clears throat> I just have to be consistent with the message. So right. a, a disciplined, firm hand on your stick. Like I, I, I talk about a snake's tongue is to feel the temperature. That's why it darts. It goes in and out. That stick is not taking pucks away from the opponents. It gets the good – like the stuff that they've never even heard about or care about, I bring that up in film. Like how can you not pass through a stationary stick? All these guys can't. You know what I mean? Like they all can. And it's like you got to like make it challenging, move it a little bit, 
change change the attacking you know and they're like oh and you got to bring it to film and i go don't get the don't get defensive like i'm here to help you you not know this you know like it's scanning has been something that not only have players had film on the word scanning but there's a difference between looking and seeing we talk about the difference and this is why and like all we gotta do is go to the film did your head move no you got six guys facing the puck yes we want to defend the guys that don't have the puck it's easy to defend a guy that has the puck you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's, it's, to me this is not hard work What's hard work is making certain that the message gets solidified and they, they're they willing to try it. Like they, they might say they hear, yeah, yeah, I got you, coach. But if they don't do it, it doesn't mean that it's really solidified. That's that's the art. That's the sell. It's got nothing to do with one, two, 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 one, two, or slide, lock over the top. It means not, they, they probably heard it from everybody. Go on the internet. They can all pick it up. <laughs> it's getting them to do it right well yeah I hear and here's the other thing that um that i was curious about and I, you know sometimes you go into a, a weekend with a plan and sometimes uh you stick to it and sometimes you don't um your goalie on friday night played tremendous uh -huh. and he didn't play on saturday was that planned or i, I was just curious to what went into that decision to not ride the hot hand, I guess? So our, pretty much our whole uh, goalie schedule has been mapped out okay. between myself and the goalie coach, okay? So this was actually going to be a weekend. So last weekend <clears throat> was to play back-to-back. -back. Uh, so Trent Burnham had back-to-back -back in, um, in Bentley. This was supposed to be Lad's weekend, so – Matt Ladd is from Canisius. He's right. from Buffalo area, New York. You know, all that goes into consideration. Right. Uh, a fine, fine goalie, uh, but he got hurt in practice. Okay. So then, you know, away you go. But <clears throat> try, and try all your goalies playing, played well. And Roney was in backing up only because uh, the goalie that was supposed to go back to back got hurt and didn't even make the trip. Um, and then, you know, now we're going to, we'll reshuffle and see how practice goes. It's right. the workload to me and, and practice means everything. I, like I want, <clears throat> when you, when you're in a, in a, a dressing room with a goalie that prepares like a professional, he's first one to the rink, last one off the ice, has a routine. The guys have to like glance over and say, oh, he's ready. And then it makes it easier for the rest of us to play. I'm no different as a coach. I want to make certain that Monday to Thursday, whether it be a goaltender or the outskaters, the work is done. And then the game becomes easy. That The game is only fun when you've put the work in. You eliminate the stuff that you have control over. And and I do, I do um, shot counts and workload when it comes to practice on our goalies. So I ask them, you want 100 shots? What kind of practice you want, you know? And uh, we really haven't even – we just started uh, getting some additional ice for the actual goalie coaching, you know, the skate saving a beauty and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, strike a pose. You know, just the, just the goalie coaching the players, right? right. Uh, we just started getting into that because 
I don't think the conditioning is there for any player, let alone a goaltender, when you're only playing two games on a weekend, one game on a weekend. Like, practice is really, really important. And, and I understand that the goalies don't want to go in on self-teaching time when my outskaters are practicing one tees. Like, I don't blame them. I'll put a chair in there. I don't uh, need a goalie. Out, time, time out, Coach. Hold on a second. Um, <laughs> you, you used a phrase there that if people are listening, they probably don't understand. What, I, I assume you mean one-timers. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. I just wanted yeah. to clear, clarify that for people that may not understand. That's all. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. so, you know, the guys all want to shoot one-timers because they don't have to pay for their sticks. And now, now <laughs> the goalies are really good. You, you have to be able to shoot off a pass. Right. And they like teeing them up. But but I'm, it's more important, the guy that makes the pass has to know where the presentation is and how firm it is. So they do spend a lot of time on one tees. Uh, however, not all players know where that puck is going once it leaves their stick. So it's it becomes dangerous for goaltenders. So I get the fact that they want to dip out when the guys want to do one-timers. However, if they get their shot count in during a normal practice time, they don't have to do it, right? you know. Um, but I, I remember way, way back in the day, um, man, Keenan, Mike Keenan here in St. Louis, he used to <laughs> skate us and skate us and ride bikes. Mike Keenan wanted to have stationary bikes bolted into our <laughs> private jets. Like He actually hired Bob Kersey to be our strength coach. And I'll tell you what, we rode and we rode. Well, we skated and skated, and he jumped all over Cujo for not keeping up with the rest of the group. I don't care how, how much pads you got on. They're made a lot lighter, and they don't hold water like they used to back in the day. You got to keep up. And, you know, it didn't matter if, you know, Cujo was a superstar or Brett Hull was a superstar. Everybody was held accountable. <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to ask that. Oh, I don't even on. want to get into oh. Brett Hall. Yeah, hold on a second. I got to ask him about this because I think the teaching that you're talking about, Rick, right now, I think you're going to be thrilled with the upcoming schedule because you got this week off, then it's Wisconsin, and then it's almost a month before you come out here to Denver to uh, take on the Pioneers. And I got a feeling the team that we saw sweep Army is going to be even better when they get to Denver. Oh, I should hope so. so. I should hope so. Well, I, I could tell you, uh, I don't think we'll get as fast as we should be by the time we get to Denver. However, there's enough time to do homework. Uh, we're, we're finally solidifying a roster. You know, I still got players coming in and out on auditions. Um, right. we, we've been fortunate that the injuries that we've had are minimal, um, but we have numbers and depth um, to fill in those spots. So I use the word audition. Um, my PP, PP one is really good. Um, PP two had a great week of practice. So this week I'll audition new guys just in case somebody, you know, drops the ball. So uh, we have auditions and they don't like it. You know, the, the newbies like it. Uh, hopefully they don't, they don't freeze them on a puck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. that's how you build depth. Right. Like, the last thing I want to do is beat a Toronto Maple Leafs. If Matthews and Marner don't go, that team sucks. Yeah, I think. That... Oh, you just. There's no ball. way I'm going to be in that. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to be in that position. I got to shut up. I got to shut up. I got to <laughs> shut up. 
I got to shut up. Mute. Do you agree or no? No, oh, well, God. my point is whether those guys are going or not, they still stink. But that's oh. another story. Well, you you know, like they're they're fantastic. However, yeah, they're great. However, if you want to win, correct, <laughs> correct. <laughs> you know, uh, I I think winning is more important. But you know, hey, uh, don't don't turn this game into NBA basketball. I'm telling you. Oh, no <laughs> uh, listen, the 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 best stat. I, I, I've seen in years is when Sedano Chara retired, he was the last player going that was playing when the Leafs last won a playoff round. That's oh all my. I have to say. Oh, my. And I love Austin Matthews. I, I want to see Austin Matthews succeed for obvious reasons. I do, reasons, too. But, but, oh, jeez. Oh. Well, no worries. When he gets traded to Arizona, everything will be better, including that walk from the annex into the building. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good too. Okay, we'll uh, we'll 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 end on that one. But um, <laughs> okay, so University of Wisconsin coming up. Um, yeah, they they played some good hockey, and I don't think a lot of people gave them credit early that they were going to be as good as they were. But they beat the Bulldogs twice in Duluth. I mean, they're doing some things right. What do you see and what, what are you planning for them? Or is it too early yet? For me, it's too early. For me, it's too early. I'm still going over the Army film. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's too early. This is this becomes a, a relaxing uh, time for me. Um, w- right now, we're, we're chasing. It's, it's a quiet period for recruiting, but we're still chasing athletes down, you know, now. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get into it eventually. The way my team played this past weekend allows me to spend a little bit more time on the opponent. Does that make sense? Like, oh, yeah. like I, I, like I, I know what they do. However, I got to make certain that my guys will respond to what I want them to do. And it is, uh, uh, it's always just little tweaks, but they have to understand the why, you know, um, I had a conversation with a, a second-year penalty killer guy um, Saturday morning, and I was astonished. He needed a complete refresher course. Like, aston- couldn't even talk hockey with me. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, you, you, everybody's different. Everybody's different. So you got to learn them, and um, it's – to allow them to, 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 like, feel comfortable in a conversation is very, very important. I'm not going to big dog – a player that really does not understand the basics. So we go back to the basics a lot. Well, that's what you have to do, right? I mean, um, that's isn't that kind of what athletes kind of do when they're in a slump? And not that your player was in a slump to begin with, or maybe he kind of was, but, I mean, you, you, you were around it forever, and, you know, the top level guys, even, you know, they all, everybody slumps and that's always the best way to get out of it is just go back to the basics, right? One Correct. One is two. Correct. It, build, and, and that's why I tell the guys, it, fundamentals is a big word that you've heard, heard a long time. That That's the foundation. I want to make certain that we have a solid foundation and build our foundation higher. And this is why, because you will have dips in your game, whether it be in the course of 60 minutes or on a weekend we just want to make certain that the bottom doesn't fall out. So that that's where fundamentals come in. That's a hundred percent correct. That's the importance of fundamentals. 
And that's when it comes to, once you have fundamentals, then as a coach, you could make little alterations to the game plan, uh, little alterations for individual players. Um, it becomes fun as a coach when you have consistency and dependability in your players. When I know at the end of the season what guys are doing, I've always looked at the regular season as a trial run for not only the players but for myself to who can play on center stage. Be consistent. And when they are, then it allows me to actually match lines, understand how we make tweaks in our system, when to make the tweaks um, for, for playoffs. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, we don't have playoffs, so every game becomes a playoff. Right. We finally solidified a really good back-to-back game where I could say I'm way further ahead on my comfortability of who will do what in what situations. Coach, I told uh, I told Jason when he was on with us that when I watched your practice, like I told you in Minnesota, I said, you guys looked a little starstruck, I thought, at practice, but when they came off the ice, they were NCAA players. And uh, I just want to know your feeling for some of the guys that, that you looked at and said, um, yeah, I know they're on our team, but are they going to be NCAA players? Are there guys that are surprising you every day? Uh, they're all getting better, which is good. I, I think the, the biggest uh, task that I have is my transfer players because I think it's so different. Right. And – um, because my team is so young, I don't have the veterans that can help explain the method to my madness or the conversation or how I present material. Um, like the pregame talks are, are rarely X's and O's. We do that during the week. And I don't think the transfers have had it that way. Um, I, I I don't move them around. I, maybe it's a stupid saying, but but I catch myself saying all the time. They don't have to stay on the black squares. Like you're yep. you're free, you know. Yep. You're free, but there's a reason and a timing, and getting the timing down um, is the hardest thing to sell. Um, so my freshmen are like really getting good. When they go into a game, I mean, you know, we we played six games in the Atlantic. They don't get the attention that the Big Ten gets. So going going to Wisconsin, that's going to be a big hype up game, you know. So that they'll probably be geared up as they were for Michigan, as they were for Minnesota. There, there's no doubt they're going to be geared up for that. Um, however. They've played against all these all these other players their whole life through juniors and youth hockey. So they they probably have a burr under their saddle. But I don't see my players they weren't uptight once the game started in Minnesota. They definitely weren't against Michigan. Or were they against Army? It was just an, another hockey game to them. And 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 I think that because I practice them so hard that they're allowed to have fun. Maybe, I don't know. 
you know, I'm, I'm not trying to give myself a pat on the back. We come to the rink, we go to work. And it's just, you know, it's just another responsibility on the punch list. So one of the guys that's been around you for a while, and I keep coming back to this kid because I just think I, I watched him uh, play for you in the ACHA level. You know where I'm going with Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think Ryan is uh, the epitome of what you want in a player. Am I right on that? Of course. He wants to be a coach. Of course. I had a nice I had a nice conversation with him Saturday morning. And that's what I said. You want to be a coach? Yeah. So he knew I had the film queued up. He knew where the mistakes were. Right? So it's just I mean like he he like all players get lit up on the north end of the rink. Okay? Maybe not so on the south end of the rink. Um but but for a fifth year player, somebody that's had me for a while, the last thing I want is is to straighten your legs out and not put the same type of enthusiasm coming south as you go north. But, you know, it, it's also a point where, like, he knows that I know what he's doing. Like, his, his hockey mind is so sharp yeah, that I know exactly what he's doing. So, you know, I, I put him on the ice uh, not to get an empty net goal, but he's so secure at the puck. You know, it's down to the wire. Yeah, we won 5-3. They were in our zone. I mean, they had more seam passes with six guys on the ice. It was crazy. But Finney had the puck twice, you know. Uh, so my conversation, he wasn't out there to get his, you know, an empty net goal. He's so secure. I want to make certain when we work for it that you put it in your pocket and don't let anybody get it. He knows that. Um, it's just a matter of... Um, not only it's not for me and that's what i it's not for me it's for these guys these guys they've been working for 60 minutes we want to reward them with a win we want to reward them with a sweep this is your job to secure that puck you're not letting me down you're letting your teammates down and it's you know that's and he knows and he gets it and it's funny because there's so many well, I know that I've got six alumni in St. Louis that all coach youth hockey. And, you know, now they come back. You know, like, oh, man. And then the funny thing is the coach killers that, that I had, now they're seeing what they were like. And life is, life is funny. I also want to touch on Trent uh, because uh, I think he's got – maybe one of the toughest jobs and biggest challenges. He's got two grads uh, with him in the goaltender's room, but yet he seems to always rise to the occasion, at least most of the time, right? He's a, he's an unbelievable professional. He knew, and we, we've had conversations. He wants to be at Linwood. He wants to be here. He understands the process. He knew there's going to be a heavy workload. Um, and, the three of them all say it, and they don't say it just for sweet nothings. They all get along. All three of them have not been in a goalie situation where they honestly get along and enjoy their time in the rink and away from the rink. And I'm going, that's fantastic. You know, normally it's bullshit, right? <laughs> normally it's like, uh, um, but they actually Files get it. Camera type. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually get along, which is pleasant to hear. All three of them are, they're all different personalities, but 
but they're, they're very professional on how they carry themselves. And Trent being a sophomore this year, um, I don't know if he's learning from the grads. I don't know if the grads are learning from him. I know the players should be watching how the goalies present themselves. And, and Trent uh, is right in the mix with all of them. Well, especially since, you know, they have, you know, the most crowded room, so to speak. There's only one net. They can only play usually one guy at a time, uh, whereas the other guys can come in and out. The, you know, those those guys have to split more playing time than anybody else. And it, it it's not or it wouldn't be unusual for to say uh, the public face is not the same thing as the private face when it comes to that. Correct. So, and we've had these conversations. We've So I've had it with my goalie coach this summer, 30 games. If I split them in thirds, you know, my grads, my two grads, not only are they getting their masters, they want to play pro. So they want to play, right? They're just not here um, for a fun time in St. Charles, Missouri. They want to play pro. So they need games. They need numbers. They, they, they need my backing to open a door and make a strong suggestion that, they won't let you down, right? But you only have 10 games. Now, that's if I go thirds, where I'm not. I am now seeing how they are. I watch how my players respond to them. Pl players will play differently with the goaltenders that they have in the net. There, there's, uh, there's a secure feeling um, with the right goaltender in the net. Uh, we are actually having... Uh, an exchange difficulty in the games uh, on first touches, like when our goalie plays pucks, where because we don't have enough consistency in the games, the relationship between my defenseman and the goalies, we don't have that time together to really iron it out. You know, you could practice it, but not unless you're solidifying it in a game. And when you have a revolving door of three different goaltenders, everybody's different. Right. So – we're lacking on that at this point of the game. Um, but when we get to the second half of the season, uh, you know, it's not one, two, three, one, two, three. It's guess what? You know, we're going to ride somebody and we don't have a whole lot of time uh, to get that straightened out because, you know, in our schedule, we got what um, Wisconsin and, and then De uh, December is, is Denver. And then, um, January is North Dakota, and then February is Arizona State. Well, they all won. Those are high-profile games sure. for those goaltenders because there's NHL eyes in those rinks for all the teams. Every NHL team is in those rinks, okay? So I want to make certain I get those guys, not only Trent, that I'll have two more years, you know, because he's a sophomore now, but also for Matt and Roni. That's that just the way sense. it works. Yeah. Yep, makes total sense. Final one for me is I got I to gotta get comments on one more. Um, I had a chance to visit, as you know, with Hunter Johannes uh, in Minnesota. And, man, what a great kid. But but how is he fitting into uh, to your organization? Because he played at a pretty dominant program at American International. And uh, he was excited, he told me, too, to be a part of the Lions program. Well, he was part of the program, but he didn't play. You know, if you're playing, if you're playing ten or fifteen games a season, you didn't play. You right. know, he, we came in as as a senior. Uh, I'm 
I knew exactly what I was getting because we went all the way back uh, to his days, not only in high school, but also in the USHL. So I, I knew that we had a strong-willed uh, player on our hands. I also knew that uh, his personality and the way that he played sold tickets in Lincoln. That's perfect for the way that I want my team to play. Uh, to think that he was going to have a scoring touch, he's got a scoring. He's, he leads our team. <laughs> he, he leads our team in scoring without even being on the power play. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. No, so, no. And and this week I had my assistant talk to him to explain how Rick wants to evolve his game and explain passing is of necessity. Uh, and when he scored, I'm sorry, no, he didn't score. He got a helper in, in, in the fifth goal that we got Saturday. And I asked him if he wanted me to get the puck for him because he got an assist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I love that. That's it's just great. how I talk. This is great. Oh, oh, awesome. I absolutely love it. Congratulations on a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the time off now and uh, get ready to, to bust it up to Wisconsin and do some damage up there, okay? It's all good. I appreciate it, Scott. Paul, thank you. Thanks, yeah, Coach. Thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. That's head coach from the Lindenwood Lions, uh, Rick Zombo, joining us. Paul and I will be back in just a few minutes to talk Super 16s and more numbers on analytics and eyeballs. exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games on your phone computer or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv so you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky those sweaty gloves and pads yuck well there's only so much you can do about it but when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. Passion, talent, development. NCAA Hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
Wars. I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Alright, still got it. Still Question, comment, let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. It's Monday night, which means it's analytics and eyeballs. Just had a great conversation with the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions coming fresh off a sweep of a really good Army team on the road at West Point. And, of course, it's Monday night, which means it's time to talk Super 16. So um, as soon as Paul Hornstein unmutes himself, we will uh, we'll talk about what's happening in the world of Super 16. What? So Scott Strandy with you in Denver. Paul Hornstein with you. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm in Greenwood Village, Colorado. Let's get it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Hornstein on Long Island, New York. Um, okay, Paul, um, I'm going to read the first five. You're going to tell me how and why. Um, um, Michigan, yeah, okay. just All sit right. back. Michigan eight and two is number one. Minnesota at seven and three is two. Denver at seven and three is three. UND at four, three and two is four. And UConn at nine, one and one holds down the number five spot. Go. Uh, it was kind of a boring week, to be honest. Okay. I mean, just about every, there were very few sweeps. Um, that's Except why... for Air Force and Lindenwood. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking about in terms of the Super 16. Or, okay, okay. You know, my 16. You, you can call it whatever you want, but. Um, it's you know, Super 16. Whatever. It's You you, I, you forced me to do it. Mm. <laughs> um, I withheld pay until you did it. Ugh. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's not news. Okay. Um, <laughs> Um, and, and, and I, and I, oh, moved, <laughs> I, I moved that other maroon and gold team ahead of Denver because they swept and Denver didn't, I mean, it, I mean, in reality, like I said, there's, there's not much movement. Um, certainly not, not enough happened to, to, to make any drastic changes to the top five. UConn swept. I think, uh, I think what you're going to get. Uh, feedback or blowback on is is UND four three and two. Do they really earn a number four spot? Um, depends. I mean, honestly, um, Terry agrees with me, and that matters. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, she might, she might. I mean, you know, uh, uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, Eddie Christian Sue. I mean, they lost to Quinnipiac and the other maroon and gold team in ASU. And it's not Ouch. like, Ouch. oh, well, <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't saying it for that. I know. I know. You know, yeah, they're four, three, and two, but who'd they lose to? They haven't. Yeah. It's not like they, you know, it's not like you you go to the Parawise and they lost to Stonehill. 
Yeah, I hear it. Okay, so let's go uh, six through ten. Ohio State number six, seven, one, and one, which is incredible. Uh, yeah. Boston University four and three at number seven. Minnesota State number eight at seven and three. Uh, Quinnipiac at five, one, and two is holding down number nine. And number ten, UMass Lowell at seven and three. Um, I, I kind of like what you have there, but man, uh, there's a there's a couple of teams that are uh, seven and one, and nine and one, and I'm looking, I'm going like, wow, that's pretty impressive. Well, you know, I, I, I I'm I'm trying to give those schools the benefit of the doubt, right? Um, Ohio State last year was great in the first half of the season. And, uh, you know, they they haven't shown, like, any slippage. Uh, like we said, we know they struggled in the second half of the year. Um, but, you know, it's not like – also, it's not like they've gone out and – I mean, they, they, the schedule hasn't been the greatest, but they've won them. Right. You know, they won. They, they they had a tie with UConn and and they lost to UConn. So it's not like uh and they lost to to that other maroon and gold team. You know, they beat Wisconsin twice. You know, split with that other maroon and gold team. Uh you know, basically split with UConn at UConn. You okay. Know, and and I give them a little and I give them credit you know, I'm giving them credit for going to play at Mercyhurst to open the season. They don't have to do that. They're Ohio right. State. Yep. Yep. So, you know, and UConn, you know, they, they were one of the hottest teams at the end of last year. They were. And they ran into a, a, a UMass team, I believe, that won the hockey, that won in the hockey's championship last year. Pretty sure it was UMass. Um, my memory is fading. Uh, with the lack of brain cells, but, um, <laughs> but so, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a legit hot streak. If you took the second half of last year and the first half of this year, um, you, you, you might be able to make a legitimate case that UConn should be higher. Okay. I go with that. Uh, right. And BU didn't play. 16. Okay. 11 through 16. Okay. Penn State, another nine and one. Uh, are they yeah. beginning to uh, tug at you now to tell you that they deserve to climb, yep. or are they still unproven to you? And uh, UMass five there. three and one, St. Cloud eight and two, Western yeah. Michigan at fourteen at seven and four, and uh, Providence six two and one holds down fifteen. And right. Arizona State was idle last weekend, holding down number sixteen at five and four. Well, I, I had to choose between. ASU and your Bulldogs, and they lost. <laughs> Who's they? Who lost? Your Bulldogs. <laughs> okay. I, I chose. They didn't deserve it. The way they played this weekend, they did not deserve it. And yeah. and shout out to uh, the Sponge being the NCHC oh, goalie of the, uh, of the week. Whatever. Uh, 971 no. save Listen, percentage on the Sponge. Great great for Caden. Uh, the nickname has to go. No, no. No, he, he's he's the sponge. No, it's gonna be like no. Bobby the Blur Brink. It's just no, it's there. It's that was just as awful. That yeah, was just as awful. <laughs> See, now you came up with a good nickname for, for other people for me and Peter, like the Swag Brothers. It, see, that was great. <laughs> Peter, that was great. Peter Menino, that's directed towards you. You and I are Swag Brothers, according to Paul. I just, you know, and see, that's that's a that's that is 
That's the be- I think that might be the best nickname you've ever come up with. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll stick with that. Okay. So I saw St. Cloud play Saturday night. Right. Um, how do I say this gently? They're good, but I don't think they're great. Is that gentle enough? I, I, I think that's fair. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Western Michigan in person yet, but I think they're good, but I don't think they're great. And I think they're going to struggle when the NCHC season really gets going in full force. I think these are all fair, uh, you know, fair, fair, fair statements about both of these teams. Um, it's an interesting weekend coming up that they play each other. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, you know, um, I, I think uh, my guess is, and since they're playing at St. Cloud, obviously you have to lean St. Cloud a little bit. Um, but I think in the long run, we both agree what their eventual weakness will be. Yep. And I hate to say weakness because it's not like those guys aren't good. Just maybe it's the wrong league. How about this? They're good, but not great. Yeah, I think, and I think that's very fair. And right now, I think you could say that about Duluth. They're, they're good. Definitely not great. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think you say that about a lot of NCHC teams, the ones in the middle. Um, I, I think Miami can, can on I one throw, end and Denver on the other end might be excluded from that. Uh, the jury, I guess, is still out on Omaha a little bit. Um, can I throw just a little hypothesis out there? Sure. This is what I think might have happened. I think with the transfer portal, the uh, and and coaches like. Frank and Rick will probably uh, throw darts at me, but they, they say the rich got richer. But I think the uh, the richness of NCHC uh, got watered down, if you will, by the portal. I think some of the guys got tugged away from NCHC programs because maybe they weren't getting as much ice time as they wanted to and found greener pastures or they thought other places. Uh, I don't really have any proof at that. I'm just telling you what my eyeballs are telling me because this is analytics and eyeballs. Well, see, now, the other thing, the, the, the tangent okay. with that is are things like that going to um, influence kids when they make their decisions? Like, a kid that's going to get a chance to go to, to play for the Sioux, I mean, the North Dakota, um, <laughs> he's probably going to do that no matter what. But if you're a kid that's, say, playing for the Vampires and you're not getting the playing time, and I'm not saying you're disgruntled with the coach because you're not playing. No, I'm not saying that either. But you want to play. Yes. All right, so I, I can't break this line up here. Let me go to school X where... I'm going to play more. Yep. So a kid that a kid that might go to Duluth and sign with Duluth that would make it part of their talented depth. Bingo. Not there anymore. Yep. Because you they just want to play. Hit it on the head. Yes, you just hit it on the head. And where do you think other schools look in the in the portal 
four. The first place they go is the NCHC to see who they can get out of there. Now, if you look at the teams at the top of the NCHC and you look what Denver did, Denver was a destination. Guess why? They won the national championship. Everybody on that roster knows that their goal is to not only win a national championship, but to be the first. They want to be on that team to be the first to 10. And trust me, that is that is vivid within the the, the culture at, at Denver. Well, listen, they want I mean, that almost more than anything. Denver right now is 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 obvious is has always been that sort of a level of a program. Um, UMass is getting there. Uh, we're we're looking to see with new coaches if BU and BC kind of rebound. You know, those are the blue bloods of college hockey. Right. And and the, the thing I'll say about Denver and uh, my kind of closing thought on this one is uh, I, I looked at the Denver players and coaches and tomorrow was supposed to be media day. But, of course, the elections, there is nothing. So right. uh, I will be there Wednesday before I board a plane for Arizona. And um, when I was there, um I kind of looked at them and I'm going like, I think they'll never tell you this straight up, but I can see it in their eyes that it's hard. It's hard to defend a national championship because you can't take anything lightly because every team that comes on that ice against you wants to beat you more than they want to beat anybody else. Well, just about anyway. Oh yeah, I mean. <laughs> well, listen. I mean, you know, if you're BU, you're you're always and BC, you always want to beat that other team more than anybody else. But well, it's, it's way too the... early to preview this, but I'm going to tell you, there's a team that's wearing maroon and gold that really wants to beat another team in maroon and gold, bad. Um, well, yeah, we we and know that's that coming up Thanksgiving weekend, and we know that you, you don't want to miss that one, folks. I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to be parked there because. Um, Arizona State has a score to settle with Minnesota for about four or five years. So, yeah, well, I'm not going to comment on that. I am. Um, I'm going to comment can, on it. But I, I, I'm not going to say a word. I already say uh, what I need to say about I'm that gonna other team. I'm going to tell you that that team will be more focused than they've ever been for that well, weekend I so. series. I hope so. I, over anybody. I mean, they were focused against North Dakota, and it showed – but if you think that they don't want to hang something up uh, in front of uh, the Gophers, like a couple of wins on the weekend, uh, you are sadly mistaken. And no, I was listen. talking to guys in Denver, and they're going like, you know, uh, that that series might really help Denver because will will Arizona State put everything on the line to beat Minnesota? And will that mean that they're going to come to Denver maybe a little bit less emotional, less fired up? I, I think – that might happen only if they lose to to Minnesota because if they beat Minnesota, they're going to feel like, okay, we swept Minnesota at home. We beat North Dakota. Now we're going to Denver. We're on a high. We're going to carry this. And wow. so it can go both ways. But, but boy, I think uh, the guys at Denver are going like, yeah, we might have caught a break by having Arizona State battle Minnesota the weekend oh, I'm before not gonna, the playoffs. I'm not going to look that far ahead. Uh, I, am. I, I am sure if uh, I'm sure you, well, you can, but first of all, I'm sure coach powers be like, uh, we're not looking past Anchorage. Uh, I hope when they not, get, because that Anchorage team is darn good. Well, yeah. They'll beat you. Um, I'm sure that when they get to that weekend, 
one of the guys wearing the letters might have a thing or two to say in that locker room. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. talking about the guy. I'm not talking about a guy wearing a C either. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Okay. I'm talking, talking about, about the guy that was there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, absolutely. No. Um, well, anyway, um, that's kind of my thoughts on the weekend. I like the Super 16. I think it's uh, about spot on. Um, you know, we're getting to the point now, Paul, where things are starting to balance out. That's why I wanted to start the pairwise. I do want to repeat that one more time, um, what the pairwise looks like for our teams, because, um, and I say our teams, the teams that we cover, how about that? Uh, But I'm excited about seeing guys like, uh, you know, let's go down it. Denver, number three, Arizona State, 21, Air Force, 31, Fairbanks, 32, Lindenwood, 39. I haven't got to the 40s yet, and we've got five of our teams in our our coverage area already there. And I think Colorado College is just going to continue to climb. I think 45 is their low point, and they're going to climb up from there. And, and Anchorage, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Anchorage because they've got elevation to to, uh, to, well, to listen, move up they're, too. They're an expansion team, more or less. Um, CC has the advantage of the NCHC schedule. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll talk to, to Coach Mayotte very soon. I'm, I'm sure – one of the things that gnaws at him is the inconsistency. Oh, it's okay. number one. But yeah. he also understands, Paul, that he's got young guys. Right, and it's college and, hockey. And that's part of it, right? It, like the, Peter Menino told me about, like I told you the other night about um, Caden and Barico. He said, you know, Caden's played in so many different barns already, and it's not even a third of the way through the season yet. And he's been in old barns, new barns, different barns, uh, crazy bounce barns, uh, crazy fan barns. And I'm not saying that other people haven't. I'm just saying when you're a, a freshman goaltender and you have to face those types of things, sometimes it takes a little while. And I think his weekend, uh, this weekend solidified him as uh, an up-and-coming goaltender in the W uh, in the WCH, in the nice. NCHC and the NCAA. Well, I'll say this. Um you say sometimes, I'll say most of the time. Most of the time, freshmen take time to adjust to the level. And once again, it's the net. There's only only one guy can play at a time. And uh, it's not like Matt Vernon has played his way out of playing time. No, but um, the other thing I'll say, and Rick talked about his goaltenders as well, so I got to follow it up, is that that, that goaltending trio at Colorado College is extremely close as well. Jake Begley may be one of the most unsung heroes to go out and practice every day and knowing he'll probably never get in the net. And and he comes with the same vibrant spirit that they both do. And I'm talking about Matt Vernon and, uh, and uh, Caden and Barico, but uh, I told you this before, Paul, I have seen 50 years of goalie hugs and I have never seen, anything like what they do to Caden and Barico. And Coach, Coach Zombo was telling us that. It, the guys play different in front of different goaltenders. And it's I nothing it. personal. It's just that they respond differently. And uh, of course. I, I have video of that, and I just keep looking at it over and over and over again. I'm going like, man, you talk about a cohesive team that wants to play for a goalie. Uh, and I'm not saying they don't want to play for Matt Vernon or, or Jake Begley. I'm just saying that they play harder for uh, Caden and Barico. They play different. 
Okay. <laughs> or because otherwise, <laughs> you're saying they don't play as hard for Matt Vernon. Uh, yeah, okay. They play differently. How about that? I mean, listen, you know, the Islanders used to play different in front of Billy Smith and Chico sure. Resch. You know, Who? both guys, Chico Resch, Glenn Chico Who's Resch. He? He, he was a bulldog, by the way, ah, just in case you didn't know. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I just, love it. Just in case you didn't know, and just in case you didn't think that I knew. <laughs> Chico, Chico and the man. I love it. Yeah. So. Okay, take it away. From the Summer Skate Studios, Analytics and Eyeballs has been brought to you by Drorians and Suites, Drory Plaza, Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotels. Booking now at DroryHotels.com. University of Central Oklahoma, two-time ACHA M1 champions and champions every day in the classroom at UCOHockey.net and UCO.edu. AT&T Wireless, where new and existing customers get our best deals on every smartphone. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See SummerSkates.com for more information. San Diego State University, the best of education, California college hockey and lifestyle at SDSU.edu and SDSUHockey.com. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com, no one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, or at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Oklahoma University, join our 20th anniversary celebration. For schedule and ticket information, go to ouhockey.net. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. Jets Pizza, more than just great pizza, you'll love our wings, sidekicks, and more. Find the location near you at jetspizza.com. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. Analytics and eyeballs and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app. Available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn app. Wherever you get your podcasts from, subscribe, rate, and review the show. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts, and when you look it up, it's ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. A big thank you to the head coach of the Lindenwood Lions, who I know is trying to take everything in from a sweep at Army and get some rest. Uh, they've got a week off, and, boy, they've deserved it. Then they'll be off to Wisconsin. Then they'll get nearly a month off over the Thanksgiving holiday before they come here to Denver to face the uh, Denver Pioneers. Um, okay, let's leave it on this. Tomorrow night we're going to go a little early because uh, I will be at the uh, – Beautiful Budweiser Event Center for the Colorado Eagles and the Texas, whatever they are, the Texas Stars. Stars, yeah. How about that? Let's go Good with that. to be the king, baby. <laughs> so I will be there. So uh, look for us two hours early tomorrow. It'll still air at 730, and you can still download it and all that. But Paul and I will start at 530 Mountain Time tomorrow, live from the Budweiser Event Center. We will talk to you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Good night.